Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your Acme slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. It was actually, this one was actually designed for two people, unlike the, the first one we did, which was probably designed for like at least four people, um, and it was called Dinner for Two. Nice. So it's like you're kind of at a table for two at a restaurant and in a private room, and it was, it was awesome. This one was more about solving puzzles than putting together clues and, and you know, reaching the next point. It was about, I mean, you had to put together clues, but you really had to solve puzzles to get the next thing unlocked or open, mm -hmm. and then it would be another puzzle. And so we really, man, it was so much fun. Yeah, we were so pumped afterwards, and we made it out with almost 10 minutes to spare. Nice. Yeah, Charlie was, was telling sweet. me uh, last night about it, and she said that uh, like there's they're like constantly watching you. So yeah, you it was stuck, really cool because the they had screen. a yeah they had a monitor up in the top left hand corner of the room, and it was the timer was on the monitor, so it was mm -hmm. counting down, so you could tell exactly how much time you had left the whole time, and they had cameras and audio in the room, so they could monitor what was going on and and be apprised of you know the things that you had come up with and whatnot. So there was also this little remote with a button on it, just a it was a, a red button. That was all that was on this remote, and you pushed it if you needed a clue. Mm -hmm. And so I think they, they limit you to five clues. And so if you get stuck and you're truly just up against a wall, you can push this button, and they'll type out a clue on that monitor. So And it's really cool because they're watching, so they give you something that actually helps you with the point you're at in the game. Okay. If it was random, you know, it might give you a clue about something you'd already figured out, you know? So it was really neat. It was like Big Brother was watching, but they were also helping, <laughs> and it was really cool. Uh, I, I told her, uh, I was like, yeah, no, what we should do next time, we should all go, but actually not try and solve it. Just sit there and, like, you know, just talk about <laughs> random crap. Be like, these guys spent, like, $20 to just, just talk. Just sit in a room it's and like, talk. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's it, like, we're busy people. Yeah, it, it was so much fun. We had a blast. And we, like I said, we got out with 10 minutes of spare, basically, and... We were so pumped. We were full of adrenaline. And so our plan was, knowing it would be full of this adrenaline, we were going to go to a trampoline park right after that. And so we did that, and we found out how fast adrenaline gets spent. And we were basically done after about 15 minutes. But we, we soldiered on. We still messed around for the full hour. And, man, we slept like rocks last night. Nice. It was awesome. <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of the Animation Station. Yeah, lucky number 13. My name's Josh, and I'm here with, um, uh, what's it called? I don't know. What Wait, are you going what for? What was that room that you went to? The more escape room. Escape room and trampoline enthusiast, <laughs> Gavin Autison. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I try to make that sound way cooler. It, than, that was like, the most it, impressive. It did not roll off the tongue very no, well. No, no. You should go into like voiceover work or something because that intro was epic. I should. Yeah. Maybe one day. It was amazing. Disney, call me. Then, yeah. Then throw away the application. So are we? I I, I don't think we're gonna do a little do much news this week because no, we're, we're pre-recording early. Because next week, when we would typically record, I'm going to be in the happiest place on earth. Colorado. Disneyland. Oh. Yeah. So I'll be um, enjoying the Disneyland Resort for several days. And so we're pre-recording this, and I plan to come back with some reactions and 
updates and information on the Disneyland Resort. I really want to come back and talk about things that you can experience in the park that are directly related to animation. There are several, and so I want to kind of come back. I want to go and, and do all of those things so that they're fresh in my mind and then come back and talk about those things. Nice. The coolest thing about Disneyland and the reason why I love it so much is it was really built on animation, and so much of it is directly tied to the animated worlds that Disney has created and then created again in physical form in the parks. And I love that, and that's why going to Disney parks is my favorite thing to do. And so that's what I'll be doing on our subsequent episode. I'll be kind of describing and giving reviews of those experiences that you can have in the parks that are directly tied to animation. Nice. Are you going to go watch the guys draw? Um, I'll probably do some of that there. It just depends. You never know when they're going to be around in the spots that they are the, drawing. Do they, do they sell those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can commission them. Are they like them. ridiculously expensive They sit though? there and they draw um, during their shift all, the whole time and sometimes they're working on commissions and I think sometimes they're just drawing to get you interested so that you'll buy something. I think like a one character sheet is like 40 bucks. That's not awful. It's not terrible and they're usually just they're you know monochromatic drawings. They might have like a, a color light color pencil like a red or a blue that they rough it in with and then they go over it with a black to kind of crisp it up and that's mm -hmm. it. But, yeah, really there's – well, I'll talk about it on the next episode, okay, but there are actually more things that you can interact with and do yourself. So Sweet. I'll talk about that. There's not an Epcot at land, is there? No, they have – So you can't what, eat around the world? No, not specifically like that, no. What they have in California is they have two parks. There's Disneyland, the original, and then, like California. And then California Adventure, right. And California Adventure has been described by many as the park that took a lot of the highlights from the Magic Kingdom, or not the Magic Kingdom, the Disney World parks like Epcot and Hollywood Studios and even Animal Kingdom and took some of those highlights and put it all into one park. That's kind of cool. It is cool. And I love California Adventure. It has gone through, I think it was like a six or eight billion dollar renovation over the last six years to kind of reinvigorate it because when it first opened, it fell flat and didn't really work. And so they, they brought in a team and they just gave it new life. They built Cars Land, and they just totally reinvigorated. Which I wonder if you'll be going to Cars Land. I'll probably spend an entire day just in Cars Land. Yeah, huh. I always do. Anyway, and it's considered by most people to be the best second gate park in the whole Disney uh, spectrum of parks. And what I mean by second gate park is the Disneyland or Disneyland-like parks, so like in the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland. Uh, Tokyo Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, like those are always the top park wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And then there's always two or three other parks at each resort. And the second best park is, you know, whatever at each resort. But they are pretty much everybody considers California Adventure now the best, second best park. Nice. <laughs> to be totally confusing. Anyway, so that's what I'll be doing when I come back. Eat a Dole Whip for me. I might eat a Dole Whip. Yeah, okay. I don't know what the... I, again, I've never been to any of the parks. I mean, it's a pineapple, so, ice creamy, soft yeah, serve float sounds, thing. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Uh, it is delicious. So, eat a Dole Whip for, okay, for your that. old buddy. I'll do while, that just yeah, for eat you. Eat one of those while you're like, oh, yeah, Josh is stuck in Oklahoma, sucker. <laughs> yeah, do that. I'll do that. I'll do it just for you. Um, but yeah, are you going to be doing anything special while you're down there? Maybe if some people happen to come find you? I would love to meet up with anybody who wants to hang out and, and chat. And I will have um, some animation station buttons to hand out. They're so cool. And I'll also be handing out some Gavin Audison art buttons. And I need one of those. <clears throat> I'll have some trading cards and, and things like that available. So yeah, come track me down, find me. Either message me on Instagram or tweet at me, although that's equivalent to sending up a smoke signal. I probably won't see it, but yeah. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and get into our topic here. We watched 
Monster House. Yes, we did. For our fourth week fourth of week Spooktober. Fourth week of Spooktober. I had to remember because we just did like <laughs> the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I am excited to talk about this movie. I have... You have all the news. See, when it's when it's a... Uh, see, here's the way it's going to go. Whenever <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie that I want to talk about, like when it's my pick, I'm going to do all the research. Right. When it's your pick... You're totally going to do all that research. Well, and the, to be fair, though, we we picked – this was a mutual pick. Yeah. But um, I kind of took on the mantle of researcher for all of the Spooktober because four out of the five are movies that I've seen, that I know and love, yes. that you've never seen. So uh, I researched all of them, and this one is no exception. So I did a little bit of research, and there are some interesting facts about this movie – First fact, I had no idea that it was this old already. This came out in 2006. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, I thought it was it's like a decade 2010. Old. I know, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. So, uh, I, Now, I didn't see it in the theater. Did you see it when it was in theaters? No. I wish I would I have. I saw it on a choir trip. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, dark days. <laughs> so I didn't see it in the theater, but I wish I would have because some of the effects in it seem like they would be really impressive in the theater. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have, but I didn't. So uh, 2006 is when it came out. It is executive produced by two titans of the industry, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg. They it's pooled crazy. their talents for the first time since they had done it together on uh, Back to the Future 3. So, you know, two major names in Hollywood coming together to make an animated film, you know you're going to get some quality there. So I, that is impressive, to say the least. One thing about the animation in this movie is they really use a lot of what um, the Image Movers studio was pioneering at the time, which was motion capture. And that's how they... That's mo-capped? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the, the, the motion, huh. you know, all of the actors basically were motion capture. And so that's why you have a really unique looking movie when it comes to the way the characters move and interact with each other and affect their environments. And I think that you know, it's it was obviously early in the motion capture um, days, and I think it has some limitations, but I like the way that it looks, and I like the way that they move. I think the only limitations where characters are concerned in this movie is facial expressions. I, yeah. You know, we've talked like... about it on, on some other movies as well, um, most recently on Corpse Bride where we didn't feel like the facial expressions were really fully realized. And I think that's true of this movie. But anyway, before we get to talking about what we think about the movie, a few more things. Um, so this movie was, like I said, it was one of the production companies that, that made it. It was Image Movers and Amblin Entertainment. And Image Movers is actually a company with a strong Disney connection because there was a period of time where Disney Studios was partnering with Image Movers, and they actually made two feature films together. What the, they make? The first one was A Christmas Carol, which is one I haven't seen yet. It, it was the one with Jim Carrey, where he played like all the parts. Oh, okay, yeah, I got gotcha, yeah, gotcha. you. I mean, it looked really good, and I've heard from some people that I know that it is really good, and there, there are some neat elements to it and effects that they pulled off so i am interested in seeing it i'll probably make that one of my holiday watches this year mm -hmm. and then they also created one of my favorite totally unnoticed disney movies of all time oliver and company no not even close <laughs> <laughs> mars needs moms um, have you seen that movie no. oh it's fantastic i absolutely love it i think it is a wonderful movie and nobody I know watched it, and that's sad to me. Maybe I'll make you watch it one day. Uh... Maybe I'll ask you, invite you to watch it, and you'll be like, you know what? Gavin's shown me some really dynamite things. I'll go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway. No, I have plenty of things to invite you over to come watch. How about that? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, maybe we can make an exchange, a movie exchange. Starship Troopers. I've already seen Starship Troopers. Well, it's okay. It's it doesn't, it doesn't lessen the effect. <laughs> Great. Anyway, 
Um, so Casper Van Dien, call me. I, I, I think that uh, this movie is an interesting um, point in animation because, you know, 2005 is early in, you know, companies like Disney really adopting CG animation and, you know, DreamWorks, I feel like, had fully transferred over and Pixar, obviously, the pioneer of the industry um, had transferred over. But I think movies like this that came along and that were big successes probably helped Disney really transition into doing nothing but 3D animation from here on out. I mean, I think after this there was only one because I think Home on the Range came out in 2005. So then the last one, Princess and the Frog, which came out in, I think, 2007... I mean, I don't see them ever doing a 2D animation movie oh, again. The 2D is so good, though. I agree. I agree. I want them to, but I I don't know. It'll be a while before they do. I mean, at this point, they'd have to rehire a whole studio, basically, to do 2D animation. Yeah. You when know? is their uh, 75th? Their 75th what? Anniversary. Of what? Disney, Disney animation? Yeah. That passed a while ago. When's their 100th? <laughs> maybe for their hundred um, it's going to be in um 2023 so we're about seven years away well, there you go well a lot yeah. of stuff is happening in the 2020s there's yeah. a there's the akira is taking place in oh, japan okay. okay um they're landing that uh satellite on that this is has nothing to do with animation okay forget it <laughs> all right so let's get into it and talk about what we thought of yes. monster house so I've seen it before. Me too. And you've seen it before. This is the only so one. So this is that the I've only seen. one yep. during Spooktober that we've both seen. Now this is only my this is my first rewatch of the movie. And it really held up for me. I hadn't seen it for probably eight, nine years. Jeez. And yeah, I I had an impression of it and I forgot a lot of it, but this movie really stood up for me, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, I've seen this, uh, like I said, saw it on a choir trip probably 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, That's eight years ago, dude. I'm not done. Okay. So back in 2008, <laughs> uh, then I I know I've seen it multiple times on Cartoon Network, because mm-hmm. they'll do a thing where they'll just, you know, especially around this time of year, they'll start throwing a bunch of like sure. animated stuff on there, and Monster House is like the best one that they've got. Nice. They'll throw some other garbage in there, like, I don't know, like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, you know, Halloween special. But, yeah, they'll... You did know, you just make they, that up? No, I did not. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they, you know, like an Ed, Ed and Eddie garbage and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But they would always show this, uh, show this, and I probably, I don't know, I've maybe seen this maybe seven or eight times. Oh, wow. Just because, I mean, I'll, it'll be on and, you know, I'll just... You know, yeah. Pop on a game or something, play it mm-hmm. with it in the background, stop at some scenes, be like, huh, like that. <laughs> well, the thing that I love about this movie, and we've mentioned it several times on the podcast before, and even on our last episode when we talked about Paranorman, I think there is something that people gravitate towards in filmmaking of this ilk and it was something that was captured in the 80s and it's this kind of kid adventure what is this movie set spooky it's it's supposed to be set in the late 80s okay according to clues and you know things that you see in there i read a little bit about it and what i read is that the predominant theory is that it's 1987 because of let me see if i can because remember the, the game that the dude is playing that he's playing that arcade game and it's called what is it called it's called something else but it's actually gauntlet the visual that you see it's like conan the barbarian oh. or something like that and it came out in 87 and so that's part of it. And there well, was one other. Came, oh, just oh, because it came out in 87 it was because mean, Galaga you can still find halloween um was on a saturday in this movie and the only saturday halloween in the 80s was 1987 
And I think, wow. yeah, really nerdy That's people crazy. went and found that and, and determined that this is from 87. But the cars, the clothes, you know, the everything about it screams one of those 80s. Well, I only said I, it because I, like, I read that Mountain a, Dew logo that they have on there is like the 90s Mountain Dew logo. Did, when did it change over to that logo, though? You know what? It could have been very It might have been 80s. late 80s, yeah. So... And I read a, a critical review of it where the critic described this as kind of a new Goonies for, you know, mm-hmm. kids of the early 2000s. And Except this was better than Goonies. Oh, man. You don't like Goonies? No, it's okay. Well, that hurts a little. But what is it? I mean, Stranger Things. I mean, even you go back to like Freaks and Geeks and then Stranger Things and so many of these creepy kind of scary movies are set in the 80s and they wanted to have it give it that 80s look there's this incredible nostalgia for that type of filmmaking and those types of stories and i love it i enjoy the heck out of it and i'm glad that they're making that i'm just really always surprised that there's example after example after example of you know creating a film or a show in this genre and making it look as much as they can like it's from the 80s. Well, because, okay, because I think what it is is you have this point in, like, pop culture. Mm-hmm. The 80s, everyone loved the 80s. You have until, but once 1990 hit, mm-hmm. until, like, 97, that's a garbage time frame. For movies. No, I mean for every, and just in popular culture. Wow. I mean, like, dress, music, it's all, it's all poo. Until, I, wow. But, but, but hold wow. on, I'm not done, I'm not done. I totally when you, disagree. When you start to get 98, 99 into the thousands, that's when everything starts to pop up again. See, you And so you people, people are... can remember that stuff very fondly, but, oh, okay, maybe 94. I would say maybe 94 onwards. This is but where like, clearly I'm older than you because I What was just... the best part about 1991, Gavin? Um, Pearl Jam. What was the best part about 1992, Gavin? Ninety-two. Oh, that's a good question. The Barcelona Olympics. What's the best thing about? Oh no, uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous album. It's the best thing about nineteen ninety-three. Okay, but I'm talking about like. I mean, I the, can keep I'm going. Talking about, I'm talking about the dress and the stuff that. Was I don't on care TV about. We're not talking about fashion. Like, no, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm talking. No, because it all goes. I mean, into Roseanne it. was in its prime. Yeah, in that, the early nineties, and I love Roseanne. That's atrocious. Now, see, see, this is a generational thing, because I'm older than you, and... Not so by a whole the, bunch. By the early 90s, I'm older than you. I was around in the early 90s. I know, you. but I mean, that, that time period that you said, you said 90 to 97, yeah. I'm, I'm at least seven years older than you, is what I'm saying. Yeah, How old know, are you? You know. What are you, 14, 15? 17 and a half. Okay. I figured, because you like, you know, the shows that you like. You're no, yeah, I, I, was, I was born in 88, so, I mean, I do have okay, a little so bit of that Okay, so I'm 11 years older than you, dude. So? So then that it makes sense, though, that there's that whole swath of things that is at a time where you were a little kid, and you're like, I don't care about this stuff, but the 80s are far enough back yeah, that, that, that's what we're talking that about. it that's what seems talking about. cool the, and the retro to was you. Cool. Like, the 80s stuff was cool stuff because you still have a little bit of that bleed Yeah, but over. to you, it's just retro. To me, it's nostalgic it's because not, I lived really it. It's not really retro. I was one. <laughs> so, suck it. I was one in 1989. So, technically, uh, I was in the 80s. Right, right. Yeah, you were in the 80s, but you don't remember the 80s. You didn't experience the 80s. Oh, and you experienced the, the 80s Absolutely. at the tender age of 11. Absolutely. I remember so much about that decade and what it was like. I mean, when I watch these movies, it reminds me of like my neighborhood and the cars that I would see and the clothes that I would see and... You know, I wasn't a teenager. I wasn't out having these similar well, I adventures. Also, I also but... lived in Shawnee, and the eighty, like the nineties, came in like ninety seven. That's when like nineteen ninety hit in Shawnee. <laughs> so like, I, like I still had all of that eighties stuff. But I mean, yeah, pe- nice. people. That's why I think you know people like that time frame. Okay. Because I mean, until like I said, until you get to like nineteen ninety four, then it's just kind of like, eh. Nothing really. Okay, well, let's not get sidetracked in what we think about the 90s. Let's talk about the 80s and when this movie was set. So do you feel like they successfully captured 
not as well as Stranger of Things. The 80s. Well, very few well, things see, I would do. Say, I didn't feel the 80s. I felt it was like old, but that's why I had to ask because I'm like, what year is this? So it's confusing what, to me. What range could it have been to you? Could it have been as early as the 70s to you? No, I was thinking it was like the 90s. Really? Like I was thinking with those the cars 90s. and with, with the clothing. Yeah, but he also has the, the only cordless thing is phone. yeah that cordless phone is the only thing to me that throws it off. That's yeah, the only like, thing huh. in the whole movie. But they did but, have cordless phones back then. I don't think they were that sleek. Yeah, this but was they like did have cordless cordless phones. cordless. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, sure. But it had that antenna that you could pull out. He just never pulled it out. You could see that, yeah. and I kept waiting for him to pull it out, but he never does. Yeah. We had one of those. Yeah. Like I said, pretty the, awesome. 80s, the 80s lasted a while in Shawnee. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, the other thing was, when did Star 69 get invented? Because exactly. he does Star he 69. Star 69 somebody. So we should look that up and see. Yeah, that when. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but um, anyway, I thought they did a great job. That sweater that he wears the whole time, I basically had that exact same thing. It wasn't turtleneck, but that cool like red and blue and beige striped the sweater the i loved it it was so cool i thought it was great but i don't know i again i i really revel in those types of things and a lot of it is nostalgia but i also do like the aesthetic that was put forth in that genre back in the day and then when it's recreated now and i i find it very enjoyable now the thing that i think sets this movie apart from a lot of other animated movies is I think at parts it's really creepy and even scary. Yeah, the this and I was I wanted to go into this like the animation is so so, like the animation's good. It's I think I'm, it's better than so so. I think it's it's good, solidly good. Well, I mean, just if, go, especially just, for just being going, ten years old. Just going off of what you know, we just watched. I, I'm basically comparing it to uh, right, Paranorman, Hotel so, Transylvania. Yeah, it's mm, yeah yeah. So far. It's in that middle category for me, mm-hmm. you know, animation-wise, just because, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of animation that looks like that. Yeah. Because it's, it's different. It's it's definitely different. It has a unique look. But the story, the story yeah. on this is like some R.L. Stein's Goose Bumpy, <laughs> yes! all kinds of stuff. 80s, which is awesome. 80s books. Yeah. <laughs> like Animorphs. It's so good. Just kidding, I don't like know Animorphs. what that is. Yeah. Scholastic. No, 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 okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's great, and it's intense, and it just has this great climax. climax. It's like a no, long... No, it's called a climax. Well, I was going to say climactic, and then I, I, I paused. It's climax. And, no. Yeah, anyway, it's this long climax where it's just this epic ending, and I think they they hold it at this fever pitch, and they do it so well that you don't get you know, tired of it and it concludes beautifully and man, I just think they they really bring home the story. I agree. Now, it is kind of strange to have a contemporary story where they bring in a circus freak. Yeah. Because Well they they did kinda, you know, show some stuff like he's definitely in some war i think it may have been world war ii you yeah, well, said that 45 picture. years mm-hmm. so that would have been the maybe yeah, korea been, no 45 years if it's in if it's in 87 because oh yeah world forget war it's in 87 i forget it's in 87 45. you're right you're right you're so, right so right. yeah probably we, we world war ii time frame you're right you're right yeah so it, i mean it was a different era I mean, all the it wasn't in but... it so it wasn't korean war. <laughs> but yeah, I, I found it interesting, and the fact that they bring that character in as you know a sideshow attraction, and they show you the abuse that she mm-hmm. received, and then they show you her pretty horrific, untimely death. Jeebus. And the moment when the kids discover her spot of her death. It, I mean, they bring in some hardcore, intense stuff in this movie, and it's something that Disney, I don't think, would ever do. Oh, I don't no. think Pixar would ever do it. I really don't think Disney, DreamWorks Disney, would ever do it. Disney will shoot your mom in the face, but they're not going to show you, like, the body. Well, they're not even going to show you the face getting shot. Exactly. Yeah, I mean... They're like, this is like, we, we show the death. I don't we think... We show the outline of her, like, 
corpse. Yeah. And then we see her skeleton too. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It, uh, man. I, I, I'm impressed by that. And I, you know, I wish more studios, I guess I wish there were more independent studios or smaller studios who were willing to take risks like that and give us something that has a little more meat to it. Like Leica? Leica's like the only one that's like actually Leica, pulling stuff Leica out. Leica has brought some stuff like that too. I agree. They hit more on the social issues though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. This one was just kind of just a straight up like horror genre, was, scary, yeah. creepy thing. And I love the way that they um, gave this house life. And gave it a face, and it's gave so it scary. a uvula, and you I know they, have one of those. they played on this whole, uh, you know, it's actually taking on human characteristics, and I just I found it really fun and entertaining in that way. So you mentioned the animation. So for me, you know, the the human characters. I thought they moved really well. I think the the facial expressions uh, needed some work. I think the yeah. technology wasn't quite there yet. And I love for them to do Monster House too. Other than that, though, I do like the character design. Design. I think the the main kid, um, I he screws it up a couple of times. Mike so I can't remember if it's from Stranger Things. Yeah, basically, it's it's either DJ or JD. I can't yeah, remember. I think it's because uh... he screws it up a couple of times when he's nervous. Yeah, I think it's I think she calls him DJ, but I think Is it's it DJ G, uh, JD. Whatever. Well, see, I grew up. I think, one I think of my cousin's JD. names. He went it's by like JD, scrubs. so I kept thinking JD, but I think it's DJ. I can't remember. Anyway. That kid, I really like his design. Yeah. And I love the little girl that comes in in the second half of the story. Yes. She's cute as a button. I wonder if we're going to have the same opinion on the other character. He was a little ill-conceived as far as his look. I feel like I I get where they were going, but it didn't seem like he was finished. We just wanted Fat Boy comic relief in, for that character. And it it's what I, – I don't like – that type of character. I mean, I understand yeah, why I mean, the character's there. Yeah, you've got there. one in I, every one of those. The I, Sandlot, Goonies, and yeah, there's always I don't, one. I don't feel like you need that in this movie. I mean, mm -hmm. it was funny enough as it was. Yeah. And really, it didn't need to be so... You don't need that character in this type of movie. I didn't this, think this they played a, it up a, that much, though. I, are you kidding me? At the beginning, like once she gets in there... It yeah. kind of tapers off a little bit, mm -hmm. but before when it's just the two of them, mm -hmm. that's way too much. Like when okay. he's uh, when they he goes to Ding Dong Ditch, the doorbell, yeah. he's all like crawling, he's like that's a bottle. It's like get out of my face, <laughs> like, get off the screen. I hope the house eats you and you're done. I don't want to see you in the rest of this movie. Well, I didn't hate him that much, but I, I did feel like he was the weakest of the trilogy or trio of characters there, but. Um, uh, you know, I felt like the, the environments that they were in were fairly well done. I loved the lighting of the movie. I thought they did a good job with that. Again, it's 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, watching it, I did notice, okay, we've we've kind of progressed along from this in, in the world of 3D animation. You know, some of the rich textures that we're used to from DreamWorks and Pixar and Disney aren't there but they're really close there's that opening segment where we're looking at the light glowing through an orange fall leaf yeah. and it falls from the tree and we do this whole swirling swooping thing down through the tree and then uh, along the sidewalk and then that little girl like kicks up all the leaves with her tricycle and i just love the color and the vibrancy and the texture of that scene and it sets the movie up so well yeah and you know it leads you to the front yard of this scary house and this scary man that comes out and i you know so i think it's especially for its time it's really good looking yeah and there's that one scene where he goes to bed and the house oh like, the shadow of it so, comes into the that room is so good it's so cool <laughs> it is really cool i like it and interestingly that is one of the things that people have told me is really cool about A Christmas Carol that I mentioned earlier. They do stuff like they that. They said that you have to watch the background all the time because there's a lot of shadow play that happens okay. during the movie. So it really piqued my interest, and I 
we should definitely watch that this holiday we, season. Yeah, we should put it on our list. Um, there is a there is another great little bit. This is the second movie in we, in a row that we have super cool posters on the wall. Yeah, like he's got that poster of a T Rex like skateboarding. Uh huh. That says T Rexcellent. Yeah, it That's says a, I'm T Rexcellent. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so 80s too. It's like tubular man. So tubular. good. So, okay, I want to talk about one other thing. Now, we talked about our difference in age. One of the things that I love about movies set in this era and set in this time of year is trick-or-treating. You know, I told you when that Amblin Entertainment logo came up, I it always makes me want to watch E.T. And I love that movie, and I will always love that movie. And that's another example of an 80s movie where the kids go trick-or-treating. And that is such a huge part of my childhood. And it left, you know, a really impactful mark on my life, that experience of trick-or-treating every year and being feeling free and safe to just walk throughout the neighborhood after dark with my friends and knock on people's doors, yell trick-or-treat, get candy, move along, just have a blast in our costumes and just have a whole night of frolicking after dark and... You know, then coming home and gobbling up a bunch of candy, going to bed with a stomachache and blah, blah, blah. And I love that. And that's a part of kid culture that doesn't really exist anymore. So was that a part of your childhood? No. Did you have that ever? No. See, we lived in the country. Okay. And there weren't any kids so you didn't have close. like a neighborhood? No, I didn't have a neighborhood. Plus, were you on like property where it yeah. was like the next person was like a half mile uh, away? No, no. I mean, we were in like a, you know, like an addition, but uh -huh. there were no kids. Oh, so it just happened to be that your neighborhood didn't have any kids. Yeah. I mean, there were some that were like Did you know, or... like, did you have friends that you knew that trick-or-treated? Um, or was that just not really a thing yeah, for I, you? I don't know. Just, I mean, Man, I, I, I that's, didn't, that's I didn't a part of culture that I... Didn't I care. To me, that's a that's a uniquely American thing experience. Well, dude, but I mean, that people is used gone. to put like syringes and stuff, and you know, there's the Tylenol you know, stuff. There's you know, urban legends ruin everything. <laughs> first does. of all, you know, one razor blade found itself into a candy bar one time, and you know, there's that's serial killers behind every many. door. Well, of, of course. I plus, mean, I, plus I don't like scary things. So I never really liked Halloween because yeah, the whole purpose of that is like, oh, you're going to get scared. Trick-or-treating wasn't stop scary. Trick-or-treating wasn't scary, though. It was fun, you know? I mean, I it mean, wasn't... I guess. I, mean, I think we haunted the zoo a couple times when I was What young. is that? Well, you go around the zoo. And... Get candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they just had like stations where yeah. you could go mm -hmm. up and, and people would have candy. And you okay, just candy they kind them. of do that same thing at Disneyland. It's called Mickey's Halloween Party, and yeah. you can show up and your kids can dress up in costumes and Are you, you go around to different. Are you going to make it to? The oh, Halloween I'm going party? to the Halloween Party. Are you going to get sure. like bunch of bunch of candy? No, I don't do the trick-or-treating thing. You, are you going to get a bunch of candy and bring it back home for Josh? I might buy you some candy while I'm there, but I'm not going to do the Halloween party trick-or-treating thing. I will take that. I will okay. accept that challenge. I'll, I'll bring you a piece of candy. candy. I'll bring you a, a candied apple. I'll carry it home in my hands on the plane. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> be sure to put a couple razor blades oh, in yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. So be like, yeah. oh, childhood. Yeah, here's what you missed out on in the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> So that's really sad to me, though, that you never had that experience. Now, to you, I mean, you don't know what you're missing, basically, mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter. But I find it a little bit depressing that, you know, kids that are growing up right now aren't going to have that experience. Now, they've replaced it with certain things, like a lot of community centers and churches will have, you know, like Halloween parties where but it's, they're not Halloween parties. you know, come they're into like this safe festivals. environment. Well, right, exactly. And so there are sort of replacements for it but it's not the same and i wonder if kids that watch movies like this now that you know see trick-or-treating happening if they really get it if they understand what it is and do any of them go out after the movie and they're like mom we want to do that we want to go trick-or-treating let's go trick-or-treating well, I, 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 I don't know because i don't know again i don't know any you know a lot of young kids mm -hmm. nowadays yeah, I, I don't either um i mean i could go probably pick one up off the street you know ask them maybe grill them a little bit like hey but <laughs> yeah you'll I, probably I, get I, in trouble i have some kids that i can ask but uh i don't know if they have like the appreciation like for like the nostalgia movies anymore yeah because like especially the kids that are you know 
let's see, what is this, 2016? So if you get someone who was, like, born in, like, 2008, mm-hmm. is, like, the nostalgia of the 90s and the 80s are, like, I don't well, care about that. Because, honestly, like, there for are me, people that I, are I don't like movies that take place in, like, the 50s and 60s because I just don't care. Like, uh, what was... Uh... So you just don't have an interest in, like, retro things, really. Well, I mean, I like retro things. I, I don't have an in, but really that much of an interest eras in that, that are type of era. At least somewhat nostalgic because you lived at least adjacent to those yeah. eras. Yeah, like the 70s, don't care about the See, 70s. for me, I love all the old things because I have an you were affinity born in the 50s, for retro so. things. No, I, I mean, I was born in the 70s in the era of disco and funk. And the Bee Gees. And the Bee Gees. But you don't like the Bee Gees. I don't like the Bee Gees? Who doesn't like the Bee Gees? No, I don't know. I love like the Bee Gees. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I, I think there are still going to be people that come along that love old things. Like, every one of my favorite things existed before I was born. Like, I just, uh, everything I love happened before me. So, I do love the 80s and the 90s and a lot since then that I've experienced and I have nostalgia for those things. But all of my very favorite things at the core of my being happened before me. And I'm not unique. Like, there are a lot of people out there who just love older things. So I think there would be a lot of people who would, you know, find that element in a movie or a show of trick-or-treating that never experienced it would be fascinated by it and be interested in it. I'm just sad that they can't ever go experience that. Yeah, it's not it's not a it's thing not anymore. Happen. No. Yeah. So now do we have anything else or do we want to go into the top five? Well, we have to say what we thought about this movie. We have to Oh, do I always forget to rate it. I know. Yeah. Which is weird. It is weird. You, you're the one who wanted to do that anyway. <laughs> um, but okay, so uh, we do the, the review. I mean, would we recommend this movie? Yes. I think, um, like I said before, it is one of the scariest animated movies mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, so I would, I would definitely caution you know, people showing it to very young children. But it is so cool and entertaining and... It's such a great adventure that I think most kids would really enjoy it. And I think it's totally entertaining for adults. I think there's, especially for people my age or even, you know, up to 5, 10, even 15 years older than me, they're going to have a ton of nostalgia for movies like this from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they'll see a lot of homage to things like that and, you know, a, a lot of appreciation um that is brought to us by these filmmakers and so yeah i think i would recommend it for everybody except for young kids or kids that scare easily yeah i definitely recommend this movie um so good like that like i said like this was the one movie that i wanted to watch again for halloween just because i just like this movie the story is so good yeah and i mean i've seen it like i said i've seen it multiple times but sitting there i'm like oh here comes this part (laughs) oh i forgot when that gets all crazy yeah, it's it's really really good. Yeah, and I, like, I do like the character interactions and love story. So obviously, it's a, a recommend for Josh. A bit of a love story, yes. And he kissed a girl. I'm, he kissed a girl on the lips. He did, and it made him brave. I'm I'm so glad we did watch this because, like I said, it's been eight nine years since I saw it, and I had forgotten most of it. So it was like seeing a new movie again, and I was entertained from A to Z. So for my ranking scale, out of Dipper Pines, I'm going to give this a solid four. Nice. Yeah, I don't Excellent. do those points. I, I I'm, like I'm starting to get five. a little more you know, precise with my rankings, and I may have to end up going and adjust some of the previous ones. Anyway, for this one, out of Jiminy Crickets, I'm going to rate it a 3.5. And the only reason it, it gets points off for me is just some of the limitations of uh, 3D animation at the time. But that's it. Okay. Yeah. I can I can respect that. All right, man. Okay, so time for the top five? Let's do it. And now for another top five. All right, you ready to do the top five? Let's do it. All right, this week we're doing top five animated houses houses or dwellings or places of residence i i wanted to put ships on here hey if they're living on a ship but i thought that i almost put a ship that would be better if we did a top five ships 
Is there enough ships? Yeah, dude. Really? I I was thinking I had three of them that I wanted to put on here, but then I was like, I've got three, so why don't we just do ships that people live on? Yeah, I also have a lot of anime. They do a lot of ships in anime. Yeah, dude. Bebop, I can't think of Outlaw any. Star. Um, oh, you're you, you're including spaceships. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, thinking like just ships. traditional ships on oh, the no. high seas. Who cares about ships on the high seas? Uh, I do. Name like five ships. Like, that's hard. I'm talking. That's like, what I was saying. It's like spaceships. <laughs> like the, it's the same thing with animated hey, vehicles. If they live on the ship, then it's a house. Yeah. Why didn't you include that? Because it's a ship, I and mean, I wanted to. I. I so didn't you include specifically them because, because you I wanted, wanted to do, to another do top list. five ships okay. later. Okay, we'll do top five ships later. Now we did we vehicles. Will. Did you not do any ships in there? No, just because I mean that's more of like a residence type thing. Okay, so yeah, really we're just doing like houses, dwellings, residences, like yes, tr- more traditional things you would consider as houses. Yeah, haunted and, or otherwise. Yeah, and I went. First last time, so no, no, no. You no, went I first did. last time, I so I, I, that's yeah. what I meant. I, I yeah. go first this time. Okay. Do it. Um. So for my number five, this will be fun <laughs> because you're gonna throw it back at me. What? My number five, I went with in a little video game called Minecraft. You went video game? Yeah, but I didn't go like in the actual video game. But I went with the the achievement hunters. I went with Achievement City. I, which there's a beautiful uh, map of it right there. So, so it's technically right in-game. Uh-huh. But they they live there. Like, their characters live there. They have houses and everything like that. You, you're going to have to explain this. Okay. So for my number five, I went with... <laughs> don't uh, change it. I went with... Yeah, I don't want... This, it's going to be too hard. I went with... <laughs> from Batman the Animated Series, I went with Stately Wayne Manor. Oh. Yes. So what's so neat about it in the animated series? Dude, it's Batman's home, man. Yeah, it's, like, it's it a seems the same in everyone. It's a ridiculously huge mansion. big mansion. And then underneath, you got the Batcave. Yeah, that's the only neat thing about it, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a big This mansion. was hard. Really? Because I couldn't do ships. Uh, well, you could have. You just, you ruled it out yourself. Yeah. Okay. So you made it hard on yourself. I made it harder for myself. Okay. Man, okay. Well, I mean, I like Wayne Manor or whatever it's called. That's cool. Uh, if we go back to the '66 Batman, it's Stately Wayne stately, Manor. But you, you didn't pick that stately one. Stately Wayne you Manor. picked the animated series. But still, it's Stately. Okay, Stately Wayne Manor. Good pick. I like it. My turn. Not 100 percent sure you do. Go ahead. No, what's I your, do. What's your number five? I'm fine with that. You just know I'm not into superheroes. Yeah, I'm but as superheroes thing. go, that's a pretty good one, man. I do like that. What is it? The Ice Palace or whatever that Superman has. In the, the Fortress of in Solitude. In the Christ, Christopher Reeves movies. The Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's his man cave. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Elsa. Anyway, number five for me is, and I picked this one just because it's in the most beautiful setting, and it just looks so aesthetically pleasing. San Francisco? No. Uh, Rapunzel's Tower, which <sighs> to me to is just pure eye candy. Such a neat little thing. It's just basically a couple of rooms at the top of a stone tower, but it's so beautiful. It's covered in flowers, and it's in that secluded little tiny valley of its own that's surrounded by cliffs and a waterfall. And I don't know. It's just idyllic. Yeah, it's very I pretty. It. It's very pretty, except that when you think about it, that's like a kidnapper's home. Yeah, but I wouldn't live there with them. I mean, if it, like if I could recreate <laughs> so it, or, it out. or you know, if I could just evict them or something, yeah. So I'd, I'd you want you want to go to Rapunzel and be like, hey, so that tower she that lives you've in got, the, in I know the she's, got a, she's got a palace. Yeah. Like, hey, so that tower that you got, anybody living there? Anybody squatting there? Oh, Can I'm I? sure Mother Gothel's in the stocks, right? I mean, she's not like I know she's dead, Roman free. Oh yeah, she's dead. She's I dead. forgot <laughs> she's dead. Yeah, so nobody's yeah, it's free, it's open. Well, I mean, I think you would still have to, you know rent it or something maybe she may give you the keys she's when you're in disney this isn't go to this rapunzel. isn't top five properties i like to rent when you go to disney ask rapunzel if you could have her tower since there's nobody living there anymore i don't know if she's current oh no she okay yeah i know where to find her okay yeah i'll ask her. ask her i will ask her yeah ask her we won't rent it okay <laughs> and then from now on we'll record in rapunzel's tower <laughs> yes <laughs> all right so my number four you do live on the top floor here we could call this rapunzel's tower yeah, that's not weird. Um, my number four, I'm going to go a little Cartoon Network show called 
codename Kids Next Door. And oh, I've heard I of that one. With their treehouse. Oh, do they live in this treehouse? Uh, you know, basically. So no, but they play in it. Yeah, they play in it. I mean, That's you can, you an can epic live there. treehouse. They it's... all have they all have rooms there with beds and everything. It's what ten times the size of the actual house. Yeah, and they've all got they. There's like five different rooms. Got all kind. Of, well, I mean, they have there's five of them, so they have five like different bedrooms. Okay. There's like all kinds of crazy stuff in there. That like is, I said, this was hard for huge. me. It's very huge. That's weird. It shouldn't be that hard. There's tons of. I mean, every. Yeah, it sh- it shouldn't be hard. But for Josh, <laughs> I was like, no, no, okay, no, All no. Right. yeah. It's co- I, like, I like that. That's a good looking treehouse. It's very good. I don't think I thought of any treehouses in any of mine. It's technically a house. So. Yeah. No, it's good. I like. Go it. for it. All right, my number four. I'm staying with Disney. most of mine are Disney. No. Except the number one one isn't, but all of them still there are. Anyway, uh, number four for me is the Robinsons' house from Meet the Robinsons, and I picked this house. It is a cool house. It's a very ultra modern, neat looking house. Mm-hmm. But I picked it mostly for the people who are in it. In the house, yeah. Because I want to just go there and have a zany day with the Robinsons. Who doesn't? Yeah. So, I like it. I like yeah. it. <clears throat> I want to go hear a frog concert, and I want to Plus, just the house is super cool, family too. Family shenanigans. And all the crazy stuff in there, yeah. Maybe hang out with room. a T-Rex. You know, whatever. T-Rex. The Robinson's house. Yeah. <clears throat> My number three is going to be... Well, it's a house for Meet the Robinsons. I put that on there. Did you really? So, yeah, I put the house for nice. the Robinsons. So, so, yeah, good. we already talked about it. <laughs> so good. Number two. We're going to watch that oh, one, right? One day? Yeah, it's okay. going to be on there. Uh, so, it's number three, not number two. Number three, yeah. So, my number three is we're going to go large scale now. I'm choosing The Palace at Agrabah from a little movie called Aladdin. And I picked this because it, to me it was either it's just a palace. It's just a palace. Have you seen that place? Yeah, it's just it's a amazing. palace. Okay, Jasmine, you're not impressed with the palace. I mean, no. The... I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's it's just a palace. Wow. That's like saying I want it to be Cinderella's castle. I mean that. That's yeah, your number two. Like, we know, no, but it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean that's like not Japan really a shack. thing. Like the palace at Agrabah is a huge part of that movie. It's giant marble arabic design it's it's gorgeous it's this big open air magnificent thing with that huge elephant throne which is cool it's not cool it's just like it's just a palace it's not just a palace it's magnificent okay okay so for me you know i really wanted to pick a big jasmine i wanted to pick a big disney like palace castle something big disney and so it really came down to between that or the beast's castle and i that really that actually has some cool stuff in it okay josh but i really didn't like the the environment with a of that board. one i didn't i don't i, I didn't it's want on top of a snowy weather thing. and it's all cold and yeah it's super cool no mm-hmm. you, i like it, summer i like hot summer well, and so uh, the yeah. palace at agrabah to me those dry summer breezes coming in off the desert blowing through your you know i'm surprised you're not wearing curtains. a hoodie it's 70 degrees in this apartment you I usually know. freeze to it's death it's cold anyway despite your poo-pooing yeah, agrabah palace my number two mm-hmm. i went with a little show called teen titans and i went with titans tower nice that's a yeah. good one thank you yeah, see, I'm nice. I'm positive. Well, I'm still sick, so sick Josh is still here. <laughs> still mean. So, Grumpy sick Josh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, Titan Tower is super cool. Again, it is cool. they've all got their own rooms. Like, there's different floors. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in that place. Mm-hmm. They, they've got that basement. That basement's kind of that, where they keep all I don't all remember their, the basement. Well, it's where they keep all their stuff. That's where uh, Robin kind of got infected with that Slade... Uh, Oh. Stuff and he kind of went crazy and then mm-hmm. Raven had to tap into his mind and that's how we yeah. find out that this is actually Dick Grayson because you see his parents basically die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, Teen Titans. <laughs> dang. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Lord of mercy. That is a cool, cool place. I do like their tower. Yeah. It's very Plus, nice. Plus, it's on top of the, like, there's the, I can't remember, it's not Star City. 
whatever whatever city yeah, what that is, is. Central City? I don't remember. Whatever. But whatever. You have the whole city. It's like on the bay. Uh-huh. It's like in the middle of the island, just like overlooking everything. Super right. cool. Nice. Very cool. It's like the Statue of Liberty of Southern California. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So what are we up to? Number two. two. Okay. So this one is going to sound like a stretch, but I'm going to explain it. And it's not really a stretch. And it's from my favorite Pixar movie by far, which is, is Andy's house? the movie Cars. And the interesting thing about Cars is each one of the places in Radiator Springs is a business, but each of the business owners actually live there. That's where they park themselves at night. Mm-hmm. So each one I of them with the movie. ultimately is a residence. It's where they live. And my favorite one in there, it's not my favorite character, although he's close, it's the Casa della Tires, owned by Luigi oh. and operated by him and Guido. I Now, I'm not sure if Guido also lives there. I think he does. They're cousins. They probably live there together. I'm not sure. Anyway, but they live there, well, at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's a house or a residence. Yeah, and one to of me, them is a forklift, right? Well, he's like a, yeah, he's kind of like a little like car a little lift, lifty little thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's Guido. And, um, Luigi's a little Fiat, and they're awesome. But I love the the actual building, the Casa de la Tires, because to me it is the best example of this nostalgic retro thing that they're going for, which I think they nail at every angle in that movie. But to me, that is the best one, and it really it's perfect. I think nice. it's great, and I love that it has been recreated in Cars Land in California and it's one of the reasons no but they look like real tires they really do um it's just so impressive to me and I love going there and just looking at it and drawing it I've drawn it several times and you know there's an attraction there where you can get in little fiats and do a little Mm -hmm. car dance it's really fun anyway I just enjoy the heck out of that building and I think it's great it's a masterwork of design so nice Luigi's Casa de la Tires. For my number one, well, actually, first I had some honorable mentions. Oh, but it was so hard to come up with examples. Well, yeah, because I didn't like the, I mean, I didn't want to put these in here. Like, I put Finn and Jake's Treehouse from Adventure Time, but I was just like, I just kind of live there. There's like one episode where they actually do anything there. Um, Then I put Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. I mean, it is a cool castle. It is very cool. But it's also like, eh, you know, don't really... It's not in my top five. Right. Um, my number one, surprisingly, would you like to hazard a wild guess at what it would be? Is it going to be something from Gravity Falls? Yes, the mystery shack from <laughs> Gravity Falls. I'm shocked. It's yeah. I mean, I because like it was it was a toss up between this and Titan Tower. Okay. The only reason the mystery shack won was because I was racking my brain to try and think of a single episode where the mystery shack was not in the episode not including the opening bits or credits mm. or anything like that of a single episode where the mystery they're not in the mystery shack at all right i mean there's there's episodes of teen titans where they're like off on other planets like when they go and get like starfire has to like you know take over tamarand from blackfire and stuff but there's not an episode that the mystery shack is not in and i'm like true that's perfect so that is how that's the whole shack is integral to the story. Like right. most of the time, they're either at the shack, they start at the shack, they come back to the shack. It's part of the story. It's basically a character in the show. Yeah. So that's why I chose the mystery shack. That's a good one. I mean, you have that's the a cool, very good one. Uh, attic upstairs mm-hmm. where Dipper, uh, Dipper and Mabel sleep. You have the two room, like you have Stan's room. That's you have the gift shop that's in there. <laughs> I always forget kitchen. about the gift shop. Um, you have the little living room or TV room. Yeah, the living room. You have that third for a shack. That place is huge. Yeah, they call it a shack, but it's a full-on yeah, it's house. Like a house. Yeah. Um, and yet it's like a it's time lord technology. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got the big uh, basement downstairs that has like yeah. the freaking Stargate, mm-hmm. pretty much. Right. So yeah. It, 
just the it's like the best house. Like when we decided to do this, I was like, well, I already know what my number one is. So obviously, <laughs> awesome. That's a good pick. I like that. Thank you. Kansa. I figured I figured that would make it onto your list, and I was kind of just waiting for it. So See. figured that was number one. So I have a couple of honorable mentions. Like I said, the Beast's Castle was mm-hmm. in the running. And really what kept it close was that library. Oh my gosh, that library. That Where he keeps is, his rose. That's the best part of it. But there's a lot of dilapidation, too, in that castle. So, mm, Agrabah Well, yeah, pristine. I mean, when, the, when all of the servants are, you know, household items, they can't really do a <laughs> kind lot. Kind of falls apart, yeah. So, uh, I also had the Dwarf's Cottage from Sleeping, or Sleeping Beauty, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And really just because it was kind of the original in feature animation, so I kind of wanted to give some, throw it a bone, but, you know, it wasn't really that close. Uh, The Great Tree from Legends of the Guardians. Did you ever see that movie? Legends of the Guardians. It's based on the Guardians of Gahul children's series uh, about the owls. Is that the one with the owls? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's really beautifully animated. The Jade Palace from Kung Fu Panda. Sure. Which was really cool. My gosh, you have a lot of these. And I put Hal's Moving Castle on my honorable mention list yeah, as well. Yeah, at least we agreed on one thing. it's nice. Well, I guess we agreed on two things, technically. Yeah, definitely. The Robinson's house was in there. So my number one is from Wallace and Gromit, and it's their house at 62 West Wallaby Street in Wigan, Lancashire. And it is, to me, the definition of quaint and it's also filled with Wallace's zany, ridiculous, unnecessary inventions, uh, most of which malfunction unless uh, Gromit is around to correct them. And I just think it's delightful. To me, I think from an American perspective, it's kind of what we would think of as a traditional um, dwelling in England, in a city. And so it, it kind of hits all those notes, but it just brings in this beautiful, whimsical quaintness that Ardman has a you know, signature knack for. And I, I just love it. I think it's great. Nice. Yeah. What was your number one last week? What did we do last week? We did Monsters. Monsters. It was Sully. Sully, okay. Sully from Monsters, Inc. You didn't have a were-rabbit or anything on there? Yeah, the were-rabbit was on my list. Okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, I thought we had completely. Was... I thought we completely did the same thing that we did last week. No, it was, Where Rabbit was number three for me okay. last week. I thought we both did Gravity Falls and Wallace and Gromit uh, as no. our number ones again. <laughs> I was like, oh jeez. I mean, that wouldn't be bad. I mean, I, I'm I'm down with Ardman, especially Wallace and Gromit. They're way way up. I just on my noticed list. that there's different drawings in, on each of your pages. Of yeah, your thing. that's there's, super there's cool. Different little cartoons. Is that the one? Uh, it's from D23. D23? It was one of the annual gifts for members. Dude, so. so you get, like, free gifts? Every year. Bro. Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah. I want to go this year. Next year. Yeah, next July. I should go. Mainly because I just want to hit up all that Disney XD stuff. You probably want to go ahead and book a hotel about five months ago. Oh, just, okay. Just so you're aware. If, well, if you want to do it. Well, <laughs> um, I can sleep. I'll just get a rental car and just sleep in, and the, sleep car. in the car. Yeah. yeah. That, that'll that work. I think that'll work. I mean, I've got deodorant, you know. Yeah. Just go to the, the Y. Yeah, go to the Y, <laughs> take a shower. It'll work. Play out. some basketball for like five minutes and be like, oh, that's good for me. Yeah. Take a shower. <laughs> I like it. All right. I think we're ready to wrap it up. I think that's about it. We've been going on. This is a long one. Yeah, there were some pauses, though. Yeah. So. Had to do a we'll little be good. bit of. So I'll, I'll, I'll see everybody when I get back from Disneyland. Woo-hoo. Lucky duck. <laughs> Alrighty, so for the animation... No, actually, no, we're not going to do that yet. Gavin, where can everybody find yous? Well, currently I'm in um, Rapunzel's Tower here at Josh Kane's apartment. And, no, we're not doing um, some Cloud you can, City BS. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh L. Kane. And you can find the show at mm-hmm. Animation mm-hmm. Station Podcast. Right. You can also check out our wonderful friends over at Cloud City Cast, getting into comics, 
which I'm not 100% sure is a thing anymore. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Maybe. We may have to update all of our stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Shaun of the Gathering. Right. You can also find us on our brand new website, animationstationpodcast.com. It's it's pretty bare right now. Yeah, it's filled with all kinds of nothingness right now. Pretty much. But, if <laughs> but you wanna, it exists. Yeah, but if you want to email us, maybe you want to be a guest on the show. Maybe you email us. Maybe you send me an email. You know, maybe yeah. you do that. Maybe, maybe Josh can make that happen. It's already I've already made it happen, so all you have oh. to do is just hit the email and it'll send it to our email. Excellent. There you go. Okay, so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Gavin. I'm Josh. Psych. I, I wanted to I wanted to say like a TTFN, but it just didn't <laughs> work out. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.